0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Rockpile Talkpile, the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm Zach, username Zach 17 i I'm John J. Foster Fifteen.
1: I'm Jack, user slash Underbubble.
0: And speaking of bubbles, uh, the Rockies barely had a slow boil of getting out of that was terrible that was we won the series against the Orioles and it just took a really long time for that pot to boil over it's not really all that matters though yeah that, that was that was bad I'll just say that was bad
1: <laughs> that was great
0: really hooked everybody in really hooked everybody in um I don't think any of us we we didn't we didn't predict a sweep because we haven't really talked about the Orioles series but The Orioles is a series that you should win easily. It was definitely not easy, but they did win.
1: And they didn't even win it by run differential. They tied it. It's good.
2: The aggregate. Let's, uh... What went
0: wrong this series?
2: Everything went wrong that could go wrong, probably. I think Kyle Freeland's the biggest thing that went wrong, right? I think we can all agree.
0: That Kyle Freeland's yeah. what went the wrongest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably. I mean, we don't have two starting pitchers. We only have what two starting pitchers now, right? Yeah, John Gray and Herman Marquez, and even
2: Marquez looked a little shaky in two separate innings. One of them he was able to get out of, the other one not well, so he was, much.
0: He was still pitching late, you know. There he does there's that thing that Bud Black does with his young guys like Marquez, and he just like has some like, you got it, you got it. You got it, and then it's a little bit too late. Well, he he pulled
2: Kyle in the second inning against the Phillies, so I feel like he's getting a quick hook with Kyle recently.
0: Mm. I mean, let's let's talk about Friday's game. Hoffman five earned runs in five innings, seven hits, two walks, three strikeouts. Yeah, Jack,
2: um, you were you were mentioning how Hoffman's velocity was. Down, down
1: than what we're used to? hmm Yeah. Hoffman, theoretically, when he's on, should be kind of sitting 95, a um, little bit of 96, pump it up to 98. Um, we didn't see him pass 94 at all, and he was kind of throwing 91, 92 the whole night. Um, you saw when he got hit, it was really off of that fastball. Um, he just didn't have the velocity that he needs to be effective. He's not like... You know, Guys like Zach Greinke, they can hit their spots He really needs the power to pitch Um, Also, I'm willing to give the Orioles A little bit of the benefit of the doubt on this um, Just because they knocked around Freeland They knocked around Hoffman And you were kind of like, well, yeah I mean, they haven't been great But then they knocked around Marquez And you're like, "Are are the Orioles heating up? Or what was going on here?
0: They aren't, but there is, um, I think Nunez, Renato Nunez is actually 27th on the uh, baseball savant um, barrels per plate appearance percentage. That's 9.8%, so he barrels 9.8% of his uh, plate appearances.
1: Yeah, that dude was a terrorist this weekend.
0: I think it's important to note that they are...
2: Still professional baseball players. This can happen. The Marlins did just come off a stretch of winning six in a row. And we know how poor that team is.
0: Well, they were playing the Mets too, right? And the Mets can flop better than anybody else. I mean, it's not like we have a great track record of not flopping either. I feel like the Mets flop worse than us
2: somehow. I feel like it's because they're in New York, and so it's magnified.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um... So Freeland is. Let's talk Freeland for a second. He's uh, he's not got it. I think last pot, pot or the one before that, we we're talking about his. Uh, there's like no spin on his on his stuff right now. Yeah, his, his slider's just getting
2: destroyed. There's, he's not fooling anybody with a slider, which is not his best pitch. But he needs it to survive, and that's why he's not surviving.
0: And they even gave him that extra day, right? Yeah, they bumped his start
2: back a day. I don't know if that was because Hoffman was on normal rest, or if they wanted Story to take it, or uh, Kyle to take an extra day, or a little bit of both.
1: I feel like the extra day didn't really help that much. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go out of limb and say that. But also, like looking at Kyle, he was sitting 89 in his start, so he's mm. got velocity problems too. And not to say that Kyle's velocity has ever been super important, but sitting 89 is bad. Like, you really gotta have something to be able to sit 89. That A- that X factor would be effective, and Kyle hasn't really shown that.
0: You gotta have, like, all the calls and all the corners mm-hmm. and all the fade. And, and he's got
1: Ionetta catching him, who has been. Mediocre, below average framer, so he hasn't helped either.
0: Wasn't there some stat we were talking about with Chris Iannetta's uh, runs um, cost by him being in the game? Like not just his batting, but the fact that he was in a certain game. Game started by Chris Iannetta. We have like a terrible run differential or something. It was like negative thirty or something.
1: I-, I would take that with a grain of salt, because he's been the one who has caught Kyle Freeland. And he was Tyler Anderson's catcher, so and you Anderson's know hurt. if you're starting, if you're catching the bad starters, it's gonna happen.
2: I mean, just for reference, though, it's minus forty one, including today's game, with Chris Iannetta at starting. That's our run differential.
0: Well, not today's game. Today's was Tony Walters.
2: Oh, yesterday's game. Sorry. So it's actually worse because he started yesterday's game. How many did we lose by yesterday? Three. Add three. So forty five now.
0: Okay, so take away twenty of that for being the pitcher. You know, or even twenty five, he's still gonna minus twenty run defense when he starts. Part of it is is
2: Tony Walters has legitimately turned himself into a good option as far as hitting is concerned. And so it looks worse now because last year they were just both bad at hitting. Now there's just the one who's bad at hitting.
0: I mean, Tony's not gonna have a good slugging percentage, but damn, he can just he hits the ball out of the infield. He did
2: exactly what he needed to do today. He put the ball in the air and gave Hoffman a chance
0: to tag up. The most unselfish man on the team.
1: You know what's really fucked up about all of this is that, like, I don't, like, Tony's peripherals are awful. He has, he's Just bottom 2% of the league in hard hit. Bottom 2% in expected weighted on base average. Uh, bottom 7% of the league in expected slugging. Um, his expected batting average is 227, So he's batting 300.
0: Charisma so, 100.
1: Yeah. Where is this coming from?
0: The stashiness. It's
1: all about the stashiness. It's the stash. It's that it backer.
0: His um, framing
1: is 10th percentile this year. So he's, so he's pretty good? That's bad. Last <laughs> year he was 98th percentile. Oh, you
0: mean 10th of... Everything. Like 10 10, yeah. Not like he, top like 10. Like the
1: little button is blue. Like blue. very bad. Which is weird because last year it was 98%, right? And
0: today he got two calls that he just like, he got those calls for Marquez. Um, <clears throat> let's keep on um, the starters train. Um, I, the other things that went wrong in the Orioles series, I mean, we were scoring some runs just. I mean, we had Hoffman give up five, Freeland give up seven. Marquez gave up a couple. And then um the relief pitching finally like blew it today. Yeah,
2: Brian Shaw's been regressing like we said he would for like the last three pods. He's
0: finally catching up to himself. It's about time, I guess. Um, yeah, but Jairo's up. Right, and
2: he looked sh- shaky for his first appearance. His, but he got the job appearance. done. Only one run, right?
1: He's got a disgusting
2: slider. And he could didn't have full command over it last time.
1: This <laughs> first appearance. No. Mm. Um,
0: if we go back, um I mean how else was the Orioles series bad? Wasn't there uh some some Rogers things that were kind of a little bit shaky? Uh, uh he looked good Friday night
2: and he didn't start Saturday. That was Ryan McMahon. And today he just had a couple singles,
1: right? Well, he ran into... He made a base running into blunder a, and got he was, pulled. It was two
0: outs and he, he ran into the third out at third. He, uh, oh, yes. That's right. Wasn't there a second base error that was pretty egregious or something?
1: There was one today that he missed.
2: Yeah, and he, he had those two plays Friday night that DJ would have made easily. <laughs> which is hard to compare him, but it's still, you know,
0: still the case. <laughs> he's he's sliding to stop things, and then sometimes he's still getting it. And I mean, he's still new, but and he's not always been a second baseman. Um, but we did hype him like so much that we kind of have to revisit the fact that Brandon Rogers is now our starting second baseman. I mean, um, he, sh- he should be the starting second baseman. I think
2: in seven games, he should start five of those seven games sure
0: and he is batting 308 you know that's pretty darn impressive for a rookie but and he's
2: what 22 years old
0: yeah I feel like a lot of those have just been like infield hits that somehow his work have worked out he's, he's got a couple, a couple balls. balls yeah too he also doesn't drill them very far though his slugging is 346 for an OPS of 654
1: oh he's still getting used to things right he's got he's a
0: still getting used to things it's fine
1: Yeah, you got... I mean, PDP has said this, other podcasts, um, but it's general kind of consensus that with prospects, you need like 100 steady at-bats to kind of figure out what that prospect is made of, at least, you know, the first time. So he's at, what, at-bat number 26? (laughs) He's shown some good signs. He had that double off the wall um, to score a run, and he's he's had a couple line drives, too, um, but a lot of... You know, fifty-five foot singles, as Drew Goodman would call it. Fifty-five foot singles.
0: He again, there's there's not a lot of data on him yet. Twenty-six at bats, a small sample size. He is striking out at a forty percent rate. What well, I think was his X velocity is eighty-six.
2: I think what hurts, maybe our expectations for him is how many young guys have come up and just smacked, like mm-hmm. Vlad Guerrero, one player of the week after being up for three weeks but Austin Riley has looked really good for the Braves Ugh. Mm. so it's just I think part of it is you see so many of these top prospects comes up and they hit immediately and make a big impact And it's not that Brendan isn't making a huge impact he's just making a minimal impact
0: we're, we're just not there yet you know it, it is kind of weird you know it's it's Memorial Day, and um, the Rockies still aren't 500. And we barely won against the Orioles. Like we should have lost. We we had the possibility the way we were playing, we could have gotten swept at home by the <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> it was we were dangerously close. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: there is, I mean, technically we did win two games, but there are some things that could have gone the other way. You know, we to, Today's game, had we not had those like three errors by the Orioles and Herman Marquez being the only good player, well, not the only good player, but the best player on the team that day, like we could have been swept by the Orioles. What does that say about us?
1: When did Sungwon O pitch?
0: Saturday. Saturday. Up two I, runs. I feel
1: like the game didn't really get out of hand until he came in.
0: <laughs> they got the to find him in the IL.
1: Yeah, that game was a problem. Like, it was like, I remember, it, I felt like it was winnable until O came in, and then they just had a, like a, you take it out of reach because were we only down, like, one at some point, like six to five? Sounds
2: right. Yeah. I mean, I think Bud, he used the his B-side relieving core on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I guess it's not surprising that we lost that game when you use your worst relievers for that.
0: It's it's just... It's surprising that these are close games. They're The Orioles are 20 games under. Yeah. And
2: May. And the Yankees'
0: AAA team has been crushing them for two weeks now. Aw. And we have Arizona coming up. We're going to get to Arizona in a second. There's another um, starter I wanted to touch on real quick about who is having problems. Um... John, how's your bae doing? Uh, so he was doing fine. Antonio Sensitella. Yeah,
2: until he decided that it would be fun to go against the Pirates and give up, was it eight runs in like two innings?
0: Yeah, it was bad.
2: It was not great. And an uh, afternoon game, sleepy eyed Denver people watching at 11 o'clock in the morning well we couldn't watch
0: because you know even though right, Dish says we have 162 games televised AT&T Sports Rocky Mountain will not show all 162 games
2: so if you had the gumption to one put on a baseball game early gumption. and two to find a sketchy stream or use your other ways to get around it you weren't welcomed when you watched it
0: <laughs> it wasn't a good game no but to be fair, we did win the other two games pretty well in the Pittsburgh series.
2: Yeah, I thought other than that day game they looked they looked solid against Pittsburgh.
0: If you think about it and we've gone four and two in this week you know um, we're still trying to claw our way back but they you can't I don't know how do you, how do you give up eight runs as a starter? Uh, when your fastball
2: moves in one direction And that direction is straight into people's bats That's a problem
0: <laughs> That was, must have been the problem Antonio Sensatella's uh, 2019 exit velocity Is 2 miles an hour faster And people are barreling him 2% more And it's His hard hit rate Is 46.8% He's the bottom 7% of the league and bottom 7% of the league in K percentage at 14.4. So, John, what are we going to do about a pitching?
2: Well, uh, there is a gentleman by the name of Peter Lambert who appears to be rocking Albuquerque right now, and I'm usually someone who wants to kind of hold off on that kind of stuff, but with the way that we're going right now, I don't think it would be an issue if they moved Sensatella to the bullpen and gave Liambert a shot.
0: So, wait a second. So, John Gray, Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Peter Lambert, Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman. You're keeping Jeff Hoffman in the rotation, too.
2: I still want to see more from Jeff. I feel like... yeah, I feel like it, the velocity dip that Jack described earlier is an issue, but I... I feel like he's given us a chance both times he started, he's given the team a chance to win the game. He's not blowing the game a la Zanzella.
1: Yeah. Five five runs in five innings is bad. But to the Orioles. Listen. Marquez gave up four runs to the Orioles, so I'm willing to be a little lenient on Jeff Hoppman here. He what what I mean, giving up five runs in one inning is bad. But if you can stretch it and if you can give length, especially at Corey's field, I think it was a minimally serviceable start. And we've seen the flashes of greatness. Like his velo, what was it, just like a few weeks ago? 97. um, Was was where it was at normally. Now, he got blown up. I can't remember which team he faced. Um, It was like he was cruising, cruising. One inning, he just... It implodes, and gives up four runs, and then keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. But I, I think there's still more to see about Jeff Hoffman, especially mm-hmm. when it looks like the team likely isn't going to make the postseason. Like you've still got this core oh. for like three more years. You know, it's okay to look, especially at a guy where this is really his last option year. You know. If you if you have the opportunity to, which you do because your other options are good, then you should really try and see, like, is Jeff Hoffman good? Now, if he goes out there for three more starts, he's hurling 93 over the plate and he's giving up five or six runs, you know, then I think the evaluation of maybe Jeff Hoffman isn't, you know, major league starter is fair. But for now, give him all the chances he can get.
0: A lot of bold stuff in there. <laughs> I think... Um I don't think anybody was expecting us to still be in fourth, you know, at the end of May. Um, and if we don't have any options at starting pitcher, then I guess we don't really have any options. We don't have any good starting pitching, then we don't have a good chance to get in the postseason. I mean, it is just Memorial Day, but John, do you want to talk more about, like, postseason chances? I mean, there was a graph that someone
2: posted on uh, the baseball sub, which basically showed where you're at versus how likely you are to make the playoffs, judging by past data. And if you're this far under 500 and this many games back of first place in your division, chances are minimal. And I, There was a point last year in June when we had a rough June where Fangraphs had our uh, postseason odds all the way down at 2%, and we still somehow made the playoffs, and we know that was facilitated by really good pitching and really good um, just team baseball in general. And right now, if you look at the playoff odds by fan graphs it's not quite 2%. Uh, it's at 7.9%, and it's gone up from earlier this week, which was 6%. Mm. So
0: it's,
2: it's bleak. It's doable, but it's bleak. We're it's going to require another one
1: of those miraculous, what was it, a 51-30 and 30 run? Like,
2: yeah, they had the second-best record in the National League in that time last year. It's, it's all going to like, synchronize.
0: And there's no way we're going to catch the Dodgers at this point.
2: No, it's, what, it's just too they're, far. They're
0: 18 over or something?
2: Yeah, we currently sit uh, 10 games behind them in the standings. It's, it's just too much ground to make up.
1: Unless there's a total collapse like Cody Bellinger coming back down to earth and stuff like that. But their offense is ranked number two. I don't know their pitching. What that's ranked,
0: but their pitching's been really good the last couple weeks. No, yeah, doing, been Ryu is like a, amazing. Yeah, he's a monster.
1: Dodgers are. Bueller's back. Yeah,
0: Bueller's uh, had
1: a third in like ERA. Hurt.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess we're gonna look at the wild card then. Um, I want to talk about the Arizona series, but not for like another like ten or fifteen minutes. So, let's see. I mean, could the Rockies still make the postseason? Oh, yeah. Probably. Um, It is late May. Nothing is impossible. But how are we going to do it? We're going to figure out what things might be the keys to success for the Rockies making the postseason after this break. back to the rock pile talk pile um we're gonna try to make things a little bit more rosy and you know think about where people are now and where they might go we already talked about the fact that you know kyle friedland's not himself and sensatella tell has been bad and i'm not really sure what else we're gonna be able to do about starting pitching but our offense might have signs of life um we had um, one person named Daniel Murphy not have a great start to the year. Uh, John, do you remember uh, what the uh, May statistics are for Daniel Murphy's WRC plus? Uh, they're bad. Uh, it's
2: twenty-seven, which is bad. It's, that's that's uh, like Ian Desmond bad.
0: Really? Is that's it Ian like two thousand
2: bad. It's like two thousand seventeen Ian Desmond bad. Sorry, I should specify. Specified. Which Ian
0: does what I'm talking about. Yes. Because, Ian, because while Daniel Murphy is doing bad right now, um, you said like his last couple days have been trending a little bit better? Yeah, so the last seven days, Daniel Murphy is slashing
2: 353, 389, 706 with a 1,095 OPS. Uh, his BABIP has recovered. He still, for 2009, has a 208 BABIP, which is really bad. Uh, but he's come up to 313 just in the last seven days. He's just hitting the ball harder. He's got a home run, excuse me, he's got a home run and a triple and a double all in that time frame.
0: It's pretty good. He might be heating up. Um, you wanted to say something about Ian Desmond, though, correct? Why did you say Ian Desmond 2018? Because
2: uh, the 2019 version of Ian Desmond has been, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. It's, it's
0: kinda it's weird. We I mean, he's on like basically in the second half of the deal, and it seems like, you know, Brian Shaw wasn't doing that bad and Desmond wasn't doing that bad. And it seems like most deals that most free agent signings that Bridge makes only bloom in their second half. I mean he's Ian Desmond right now, eighty sixth percentile in hard hit percentage in the entire league. He was like um and then barrels per plate appearance. I think he was like Fortieth or something it was weird. It, this um, is
2: definitely the best season he's had in a Rockies uniform, even if his 2017
0: numbers look better. His month of May we Rent created plus was 124. Ian Desmond. <laughs> Do you yeah. guys see? Do you guys see the game today too?
1: Great yeah, at
2: bat. It's great at bat to set up Tony Walters for the heroics.
1: Right. His expected weighted on base average is the highest it's ever been in the StatCast era. Which is
2: 2015? 2014?
1: Uh, yeah, 2015. So it's 345. His 2016, which was a really good year, was still only 327. His uh, expected weighted on base average is 345. His weighted on base average is 309. Typically when you look at course Field hitters, um, they obviously tend to outperform Exper- I, don't know, I can't talk right now. Expected weighted on base average by around 20 or 30 points when you look at like Nolan Arnotto or Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story. Um, so we could probably see if he can maintain this pace of you know good contact, good launch angle, things like that. That could probably come up to mid 300s, which is probably north of 100 weighted runs created plus easily.
2: And he has by far his lowest ground ball percentage, especially in a Rockies uniform. But since his 2013 season with the Nationals, it's at 42%, which is down legitimately 20 percentage points from last year. Remember and last year where, like it
0: was 72
2: or something? I yeah, was, he, he finished yeah, at 62. The of the year. And I would just like to point out, 2013 with the Nationals, he had a 116 WRC+, plus, ended up with a 453 slugging.
0: He had a good year that year. Um, I looked him up uh, in May versus right-handed pitching. He has one hundred twenty weight runs created plus in May. Thirty-seven plate appearances in against right-handers in May. It, uh, he's been legitimately
1: like decent. Has he been better than Dahl this month?
0: I think it's safe to probably. say probably. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so March, April versus right-handed pitchers. He was a nine we runs created plus mm-hmm. and then he went to 120.
1: Wow. I'm not sure I'm even mad if you know someone sits for Desmond anymore because like I mean, we talked about it a few podcasts ago where we were like Ian Desmond good maybe. And now it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, he still has a negative war, so obviously it's not like, you know, he's screaming in your face that he's good, but there are a lot of good signs.
2: A lot of that might be defensive-related, too. I'm not sure how those things can be weird this early in the season with defense.
1: His DRS um, uh, this year has been minus 5 in center field, which is not good. But Desmond
0: is a minus 5?
1: His zone rating for per 150 is minus 76. Or oh. Sorry, minus 7.6. Yeah, I wonder I how his outs above average is because I remember seeing it like it was pretty neutral. I think Toppy was the only one who was an above average outfielder which any Rockies fans like what the fuck? Toppy is good at defense?
2: But, I mean, they, Savant has those like there. ranges things too where they show like which way they're worse at going which way they're better at going which is kind of fun to play around with when you look at it because you can do directional outs above average before you can just do regular ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Dahl never. I feel like if we're trying to talk ceilings, you know, like Murphy's now doing a little bit better, and if he does as well as he can, that's fantastic. And if De- Ian Desmond is his best self, that'd be fantastic. And if if David Dahl was his best self, that'd also be fantastic. But he's also, he's not scuffling. He's just not doing a lot of good.
1: He's striking out a ton.
0: He's at a thirty-two point four percent strikeout rate in May, and his weighted runs created plus is eighty-six, and his BABIP in May is four twenty-nine.
1: It's still in the high four hundreds. I
0: even per month, he hits the ball hard. He, I think, he was thirtieth or something in in a hard hit per plate appearance or something.
2: Well, and while we're while we're on this, I just looked up his directional outs above average. He has two total outs above average, one going forward, one going to his left or his right.
1: Uh, Desi?
0: No, D- David Dahl. Oh, David Dahl. You're talking about David Dahl's defense now.
2: Yeah, he. I was just letting you know since I was on the page.
1: Oh, I see him. How's so, our boy Tapia? Is uh, he is question. he still above average? Oh yeah, he is. There he is. Yeah, positive too. Hey, set out to improve the outfield defense and it gets better. He also was a
0: good, Toppy was a good leadoff today. He looked like he was having fun out there too. I don't know
2: what it was, but he looked like he was just having a blast leading off.
1: Yeah, it, it was weird not seeing him with the Charlie like approach. Like, I'm so used to Charlie taking the first pitch like, Almost no matter what, and then like seeing Tapia swing at like the first pitch that wasn't even out or inside the zone, I was like, "Ah, there we are, there's Tapia
0: he's still gonna be you know Tapia
1: i I almost like it like if you can if you can make contact with those pitches outside the zone, if you can do some like bad ball hitting, like good for you, do it, although he's no Eddie Rosario or Pablo Sandoval in that respect, it's still kind of fun.
0: Kind of curious if, if Murphy's still swinging outside of the zone. Well, if we wanted to get back to David Dahl real quick, um, sure.
2: his hard hit percentage, 42nd percentile, not great. Exit velocity, 23rd percentile, not great. But his expected weight on base is 74th percentile. His expected slugging is 86th percentile. His sprint speed is 72nd percentile. Like There's good stuff baked in there, but he's just not hitting the ball hard enough quite yet.
1: I think what all of that says to me is, like, when... Because if you look at his stat cast, you'll see a well below average exit velocity and slightly below average hard hit. But it's like when he is hitting the ball, like, well, he's hitting it hard. I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain that, but you even look at Charlie Blackman's 2017 year and his exit velocity and hard hit weren't that high, but his expected weighted on base average was like 95th percentile. So I, I don't think those two are quite related. Um, it's just like how often you're hitting line drives and stuff can be important when differentiating from you know expected batting average and hard hit percentage. So David Dahl, that's why he has such a high batted balls in play, is because when he hits it he drills it.
2: But well, I think it might be time to realize that David Dahl is just gonna be an extremely streaky guy. We saw at the tail end of last year he had what, five home runs in five games at the that end September. of September. I mean, we went to game one sixty three because of David Dahl. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just time to recognize that there's gonna be two week stretches where he looks completely overmatched, he's gonna strike out every dang time he's at the plate and there's going to be a two-week stretch where he's tearing the cover off the ball and it's just going to alternate and it's going to be extremely frustrating.
1: The Yosemite Grandal experience.
0: Mm. So if the ceiling of David Dahl is that he's going to he's gonna strike out a lot, he's going to be streaky, you just got to hope he's streaky when other people are also streaky or, some, or good, you know?
1: Yeah. Or that he can carry a team on his own but yeah, when, you, when you, he's hot, he's. he's speaking ridiculous. of carrying
0: a team, Nolan Arenado had and one no, of sorry. the best weekends of his life.
2: Yeah. He, Nolan uh, crushed it this weekend. He saved us.
0: Was it five or four home runs? He had two, he had two run Two, two Friday, home runs. One Saturday, one Sunday, so four. Four. Four hormones in three games is, is hard to it's hard to beat, man. Um, there's not really a lot to say about Nolan Ronado. He's like he we are still very, very lucky to be able to see him play. His defense gets more boring as we see it. You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's just sitting on the ground, turns himself around, and just catches something else. Um and him and Trevor are gonna have like a home run contest. Um I guess Where we're at now is Even if every If everybody after Memorial Day Hit their ceilings Do you think we're going to overtake the Diamondbacks By the end of June? Can I say We'll take over the Diamondbacks By the end of June regardless Just because I feel like they're going to fall back to earth You can
1: I totally agree with that Um,
0: I mean Christian Walker finally slowed down right? Yeah he did
1: But Tim Lacastro is still has a WRC plus of like 150. Like, guys. They just, they may have just
0: on. lost Weaver too, right? Guys.
1: Uh, yeah, more than the, likely.
2: Yeah, the dreaded uh, right forearm tightness, which, like, I'm no scientist or anything, or doctor or anything, but uh, that's usually signals tummy john surgery.
1: Yeah, we I look at the Diamondbacks right we're now. Gonna
0: be, we're going to be headed into the Diamondbacks. So, I think we're gonna talk with the Diamondbacks after the break and get prepared for that and we'll say, you know, if if we are let's let's do a quick check in. If the Rockies are all at their ceiling, when do we hit above five hundred real quick? Uh
2: I will say what are we, three games under right now? Yeah. All right. I will say June third, which is an off day. So June second.
1: Yeah, I was going
0: to say like next Wednesday. I think it'll be like next, next Friday. It's, it's got to happen. We're playing just barely above 500 ball now. But one of the ways we're going to be able to do it is by winning this series against the Diamondbacks. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about the upcoming four game series against the Diamondbacks. In the uh, third section of the Rockpile Pile Talk Pile, we were going to let Jack talk just a little bit about the Diamondbacks who just destroyed the Giants. But I don't know. What do you think, Jack?
1: I think it's the Giants. Um, you look at the Diamondbacks, and I don't know how anyone can see, like, a potential postseason team here. Um, and I hope this that take doesn't come back to bite me. But you look at their lineup, Oof. and you're seeing – First of all, they've lost David Peralta for an indefinite amount of time, so he will not be here the upcoming series, which is great, because I think he's hitting, like, quite literally, like, 430 at Coors Field. So, uh, good. Um, but they've got Alex Avila like- hitting 165 weighted runs created plus. you got Tim McCasher hitting 156 weighted runs created plus. Um, this is a team that's kind of waiting to come back down to earth, I feel like. And you see you know, guys like Adam Jones... Um, having a little bit of an above-average year in comparison to what he probably should be having.
0: $2 million um, Adam Jones.
1: Yeah. I Ridiculous. I don't see the longevity of this team, um, especially with their rotation woes. Uh, John, do you have those probable pitchers?
2: Uh, so, we will face Granky, Merrill Kelly, Robbie Ray, then to be determined because they put Luke Weaver on the DL today with Right forearm tightness.
1: Cool. Um, who was that TBD? So it was Luke Weaver. Uh was this supposed to be that Clark guy that might start? Oh yeah, maybe? their
0: top prospect.
1: Yeah, Taylor Clark.
0: Yeah, he did something against the Giants. Wasn't too bad.
1: Yeah. Um. He's had it looks like two starts, three starts? No, two starts. Uh, two point nine three ERA. Um. So what we're seeing with the Diamondbacks is just a really average five hundred team. Um, it's not the question of like Are the Rock- or Rockies going to overtake them It's kind of at this point Like one of the Rockies going to overtake them In the rotation With At this point when your rotation is 36 year old You've got Robbie Ray who is not only very streaky um, But also very injury prone I don't know How long this team lasts um, And they're going to cool off You just kind of hope that starts to happen You know, know. Ideally Monday Monday would be great. Good timing.
0: Why are you happy about Tim a happy Because of his sprint speed? Which uh, is 99th percentile?
1: I'm not happy about Tim LaCastro at all.
0: But you um, were worried about him for a little bit.
1: Oh, no. I was just saying that he is performing well right now, and I don't think he's going to perform well right now. I mean, he's <coughs> when you look at the scouting report on this guy, the, this guy was on the Dodgers last year. He's got like an eh hit tool, but everything else besides speed is well below average. He's he's the Terence Gore of the Dodgers, or sorry, of the Diamondbacks.
0: Yeah, his exit velocity in twenty nineteen again only like one hundred thirty two pitches, but it's like eighty two point five exit velocity.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of a little bit deflated because they ask him to bunt quite often, but oh, um, the
0: sprint speed makes sense.
1: Right, um, but yeah, it's Tim McCastro. It's Blake Swihart, and it's Gerard hey, Dyson. Like this is who has
2: the who has the sixth best expected weight on base for the Diamondbacks minimum fifty plate appearances. Sixth best. Yeah, Ahmed.
1: Can I guess Zach Greinke? You would be correct,
2: Jack. Uh, it is Zach Greinke. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they're at. Their sixth best hitter
0: is Zach Greinke. Well, Zach Greinke is a great hitter too, though. But still. Yeah. you're using expected weight on on base when like if you're using like award be more cumulative. I'm just saying.
1: How how is the diamond... Are, are the Diamondbacks as a whole? Does it Do look? You like You want to know why the, the Diamondbacks
0: are good? It's because of Cattel Marte and Eduardo Escobar are playing out of their minds. Yeah, Cattel Marte is playing out of his mind, which
1: he's I, legit. I buy that. Yeah. I also buy Eski. He was really good at the Twins last year, mm-hmm. um, and. He, I feel like he murdered us last year, too, when he came over. He's he's going to be a pest. And he signed a ridiculous contract. Three years, $21 million for mm-hmm. for, like, three, maybe even four win production. That's, That's it. That's, ugh, I don't
2: know. I don't know. If you look at their stack customers, Cattell Kettle, Kettle Marte is above 50 percentile in every single metric that they have. I mean, his lowest is... 62 percentile. Eduardo Escobar only has sprint speed as above 50 percentile. He's 15th in hard hit, 33rd in ex 34th oh. in exit velocity, 21st in expected batting average.
1: Also, oh, so are we not buying Eduardo Escobar? I'm fine trashing Escobar. I think I'm not buying it. That's wonderful it news. Somehow. Oh yeah, expected weighted on base average of 3.13, but his weighted on base average is 3.76. Yeah. Um
0: So it should drop a little bit.
1: That should drop. I mean, he's never had a performance that good. He's been above average. He's Um, an
0: above average player. You know, he's he's not bad. He should be a player on the Diamondbacks who's a starter for the Diamondbacks, but not the 2019 Diamondbacks, the 2018 Diamondbacks who, you know,
1: who are these guys? What record do you guys think they end with? 75 and 87?
0: Yeah, that seems about right. Mm, I give them, like, 77 wins, 78 wins. They'll find a way.
1: You think what that is, beats the Rockies?
0: No. No, I think we'll barely overtake them. I think we're going to, like, slide into second place and miss the wild card. Uh-huh. So, like, 85 wins? Y- yeah. We y- don't have starting pitching right now, you know?
1: So, Zach could say but 85 But neither wins. do the Diamondbacks.
0: <laughs> right, but... You know the the Cubs and the, the Cardinals will always find a way. And will yeah, they?
1: Their their pitching is twenty eighth. Yeah,
0: they're they'll, bad right now. Their pitching a, is awful. They'll find a way. When was w- there's some statistic about the Cardinals? Um, how they've missed the been under five hundred like twice in the last twenty years or something. Anyway. Yeah, they're not
2: looking. They're not trending great right now though.
0: Well, anyway, the Cardinals are a different team. Uh, I wanted to talk about the ISO of the uh, Diamondbacks. Leader in ISO for the Diamondbacks is Zach Greinke. Nice. 400 ISO.
2: <laughs> I feel like no matter how good of a hitter your pitcher is, that shouldn't be a thing unless it's a right. guy.
0: <laughs> it's weird. Um, but the thing is, they're all hitting a lot of like, Hard extra base hits. Escobar's ISO is 274. Avila's ISO is 258. Marte is 245. John Ryan Murphy even is 242. Christian Walker got, just got
1: cut. He got released. Yeah, yeah, he just got cut today.
0: Walker, who's not doing as well, is 233. Carson Kelly, 230. Adam Jones is 224. Peralta is 215. And when David Peralta has a lower ISO than six other guys on there, they were doing a lot of good things. They were just
2: playing out of their... They were playing way above their... where they should be.
1: Yeah. And it it was funny because I felt like we were saying that last week and then they put 18 runs up on the Giants. But I feel like that was also like... You know, the Giants were also meaning to regress. Like, Mm -hmm. they're 21 and 31 now, which I feel like is a lot more of the pace that one would have expected of the... 2019 Giants, and I feel like the Diamondbacks are just kind of there to facilitate that. We'll see.
0: I mean, hey, you guys know that Blake Swihart is a negative war? Totally should have signed him. Totally should have signed him.
2: Yeah, who could have foreseen that coming?
0: Um, We've been talking about their um, (laughs) offense um, and how you think it's going to kind of fall back. What about their uh, relief pitching?
1: (laughs) they really fucking pitching, Greg Holland, dude. I don't want yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, their relief
2: pitching had a tremendous, tremendous season to date. Like, I don't even think the Diamondbacks could have ever even fathomed
0: how good their relief pitching has been so far. Let's talk. Uh, I guess XFIP then. Like, yeah, Jimmy Shefri- Sherfy. I've seen him on like the Wire in my fantasy leagues, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, here's the thing, is that when you look at the exit versus the field independent pitching, Neither is that two. they're not giving up the home runs that they should be giving up. You know?
0: Humidor!
1: Yeah. Yep. May-
0: you know what else is interesting about Jimmy Scherfee? His walk percentage of 2.9%. That's minuscule. That's annoying. His, like, or- K minus... K percentage minus walk percentage is twenty. That's uh, that's that's good.
2: Hey, that's,
1: Greg Holland's back to good. his old self, kind of. I mean, the ERA is still good, but that walk percentage looks terrible.
0: He's up to fifteen now, so.
1: That's very bad. Do
0: I <laughs> do his xFit minus ERA real quick?
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, let me do some math. One point eight nine. That's, great. that's very high. I mean, not to say his XFIP is 3.50, which is like, you know, that's good for, I mean, good, not great for like a late game reliever, but mm-hmm. it's not the Greg Holland that he looked like he was going to be in April. Yeah. Chafin. Stupid he, mustache.
0: Stupid mustache. Not, not stop, like not Walters, but still stupid.
1: It's handlebar, right? Or yeah, else it's sort of handlebar. It's handlebar. He looks like a, he looks like a bartender at like a. Portland back to Portland Boring company thing
0: so i think well, what we yeah. have to look forward to though is that um you got archie bradley with his 11.3 walk percentage greg hollands at 15 <laughs> now chafins at 11.6 andreeses at 10.3 john duplantier is at 10
1: um, i think that dude's in the minors now
0: is he in the minors now
1: uh, i'm yeah, were no, pretty
0: sure he got innings. sent down? So, and then Hirano only has a five percent walk plate, but his ERA is five now.
1: Ouch. That that should probably come down.
0: Yeah, he's a much better pitcher than,
1: than mm-hmm. a five ERA. Although he does give up Apo Tacos to DJ. I was
0: gonna say he struggled last year. He did not <laughs> look great last year. Last time we talked about the uh, Diamondbacks, we were talking about their left-on-base percentage. Yeah, wasn't it something obscene? It was crazy. Um, there was a. Uh, it was like Greg Holland. I think had like a like a ninety-five percent or something. And, yeah, there was like three guys that had a hundred. Right. Um, Taylor I think,
1: Clark's still a hundred.
0: But is he is he going to be the starter or reliever? It Looks like he's been a reliever. Um,
1: but... We're 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 guessing he'll be the starter. If you had yeah. to guess, I mean, who else is it going to be? Matt is he was Matt a Kirk still
2: on the, the team? Yeah, he was a starter throughout the minors.
1: What?
0: Juan Lopez? Who is this guy?
1: He's That's a the releater. dude with the
2: weird, yeah, with the weird delivery that throws absolute gas. Because his left on base percentage is ninety-eight point six. And I don't, I'm not saying it's always going to be ninety-eight point six, but his fastball velocity is ninetieth percentile in Statcast. Like, Jeez. dude pumps gas. 0.95 plus his uh,
1: expected weighted on base average because he is like a a zero point something e r a ERA.
2: uh he's first percentile in hard hit percentage that's bad
1: his expected weighted on base average is three fifty eight but his weighted on base average is two twenty eight
0: so he's waiting for some regression here so you if we can get to their bullpen they might regress too
1: yeah yeah grinky has been good this year um yeah Meryl Kelly has not. People thought he might be like Miles Michaelis, but his ERA is high force, peripherals to match. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ray, the Rockies, typically...
0: We'd struggle with him for some reason.
1: Uh, don't we destroy him at Coors Field?
0: You know, the strikeouts. Last time we saw us. Robbie Ray, he like twirled like six innings against us. I don't like
2: it's, that. He's all strikeouts. He does nothing else good. It's annoying. Well, if we don't strike out, that'd be great. John Gray. Just kidding. <laughs> don't you dare it's Michael Panetta who you're looking for
1: oh that's so true I know I've watched a lot of Twins games
0: I'm gonna look up the Rockies like strikeout tendencies cause you remember like two weeks ago when the whole Red Sox thing happened when um, oh, we struck out a ton yeah yeah
1: David Dahl should not start versus Robbie Ray that will not go well at all
2: wait can I give you guys some breaking news uh, Dom Nunez just hit a home run to give the Isotopes a 16 to 8 lead
1: can I? Can up. I say something about Dom Núñez? You cannot. Okay. <laughs> Dang it.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna say?
1: Uh, call him up. But. One eight hundred.
0: Call him up. One
1: <laughs> Call him up. C a l l m u p. No. Um. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a good series. Um, I. I I always do this, and then we always don't do this. But I'm gonna say three and one. I I have to go three and one in the Diamondback series. I don't they don't have a good bullpen. Greg Holland. I really want to do something bad to that guy. Like I, <laughs> I really want them to put up like six runs on Greg Holland. You know? So nice. I I'm feeling a Greg Holland implosion and three to one, and I feel like
0: I mean, he almost imploded that one time. It's just that he was facing Ian Desmond and Chris Iannetta before Ian Desmond was making Ian Desmond.
1: Oh, oh I yeah. forgot that he was the one who did that. Yep. Ugh. Oh, that was awful.
0: <laughs> so uh, you're saying three and one, John. I- uh,
2: I'm going we'll go to go two and two.
0: No,
1: I'm
2: good. I'll just, I would say two and two just because I'm feeling shaky on Sensatella and Freeland starts.
1: No but they are
2: facing Merrill Kelly in the Suns' tele start, so that could get Coorsy real quick.
1: Merrill Kelly, too. Yeah. We haven't faced Merrill Kelly before either.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a Coorsy start.
1: We're not great awesome. against
2: people we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's not like Merrill Kelly's making people look silly, though. Yeah,
0: I would agree with the two and two, and I think it's going to be a hard two and two. Like we're a hard two and one against the Orioles. Yeah, like it's gonna have to take like two meatballs from like from like Archie Bradley or something. He is one to do that. It's gonna take some meatballs.
1: Oh, is Archie Bradley still pitching?
2: Yes, technically. Surprisingly,
1: I like that guy. You should pitch. It's like every every game since the wild card game, we've seen him, we've torched him. Topia yeah. grand slam. Didn't he give up, like, a billion runs yep. earlier this year, too, to us?
2: They pulled him real early in one of the games. We gave up two base runners real
0: quick, and they pulled oh, him real Oh,
1: that was the... And then they replaced him with uh, Greg Holland, and then Greg Holland struck out the guys.
0: Yeah, well, we struck uh, ourselves out. Um, Jack, uh, bold prediction for the Diamondback series?
1: Bold? Ooh, ooh, I, I like this. I will go... Quality start from Jeff Hoffman. Ooh. Nice. And I feel like that's bold because he has sucked recently.
2: Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I will go eight innings, shut, eight inning shutout from John Gray.
0: Wow. Ooh. That's bold. Um. I'm going to say David Dahl starts streaking. Nice. And he's going to hit three home runs this series. He's not hit like, like any home runs. Um, you guys want to know what's trending the right way? From May 20, 20th to May 31st, the Colorado Rockies are the highest average in the league. That's good.
1: Yes. That's something it's like that objectively we objectively
0: good. We we're seventh in weighted runs created plus in that time at 134. Also good. Um, And let's see. Woba. We are... Too bad.
1: Woba isn't park-adjusted.
0: Ah, it's not Mm park-adjusted? No. We're still second to Minnesota.
2: Hey. If you're just behind Minnesota in any offensive metric in 2019, you're doing good.
1: This warms my heart.
0: So... (laughs) If our pitchers to at least give us five innings, you know, if this is sustainable, you know, we'll find a way to like crawl back. It just takes a good
2: two weeks. You need you need a good two weeks to just get momentum on your side. Feel good. The everybody in the clubhouse feels happy.
1: And you gotta club this garbage ass Blue Jays team too.
2: Also that. Yeah, like, Do it the do what the Padres just did. You
1: gotta do two at one and it's gotta be some hilarious Like, I don't want this Orioles series nonsense where it's like you felt like you were fighting for each one.
0: I know. It it is May 26th. We've got four games in a row. We can hit 500 by next podcast. I believe it. It's possible. We just need some good starting pitching again. Yes. All right. Um, Last things, we wanted to congratulate two of our favorite players on some milestones. Uh, Jack, what did Trevor Story do?
1: It is a hundredth home run. Woo.
0: How, how fast? It was like
1: faster than any other shortstop in Major League history.
0: So good to hear.
2: Yeah, that was pretty crazy.
1: Coors, Coors,
0: Coors indeed. Slash cranky. Um, who else plays most of his games at Coors at third base? John
2: Nolan Arenado
0: hit number two hundred over the weekend. And then two hundred one. He's, I mean, if we can just. Put a team around those two guys. It's a winning team.
2: And those two seem to be forming a good bond. They always Mm. are talking next to each other in the dugout. Like, they seem to
0: be forming quite the duo. It would be nice if Trevor Story got, you know, a little uh, little something-something his way to
2: stick it out. Yeah, maybe some extra years added onto a contract where you pay him lots of money in the form of millions. lots of money. Yes. He has earned many many millions of dollars. I think we Please talked about like them. 5 5 pods ago or something, but like take the super pen
0: money, give it to story. Yeah. Shove it in his direction. <laughs> yep. Anyway, that's the end of our story for the day. So we will uh we'll talk to you guys next Sunday, hopefully, and pray that we get over 500. There you go. We're the Wearing a purple furnace